Hey family, hey family, hey family, what's going on? This is Les Boogie from the Les Boogie One-on-One Show. We are here again. We are here again for another episode, another exciting episode on the Les Boogie One-on-One Show right here on Fresh Nation Radio. The team is here. We're in the building, and I'm telling y'all, we're going to have a good time tonight. We're going to have a really, really, really great show. We also have a special guest coming on a little later, but we're going to discuss things that uh, you know that went on recently, and we're just here to entertain you. We hope that you're having a good day. Please sit down, relax, and let us do what we do. We're here for you, here to entertain you, bring you some information, and just have some fun. And with that being said, I just want to introduce once again my co-host, Dahlia Manette. What's going on, Dahlia? Nothing much, nothing much. Just living my best life. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. I can't complain. Got a nice smile on your face. That's good. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Okay, and as always, my brother Tattletail's in the building. What's up? What's up, Tattletail? (laughs) <laughs> Listen, y'all, I'm just glad to be here. I'm glad to be included in this fantastic show. And I'm telling you something, uh, 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 I know you can be so nice and friendly. I'm telling you, you stay off that sugar, girl. you just as sweet as you can be without that sugar. Yeah. How you doing, man. Les? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Good to see y'all. I'm, I'm very good. You know what? Just sit back and just really, you know, it's almost the end of the summer here. Actually, not almost the end. Mm-hmm. It is. The end of the official, well, non-official, because it goes on until September sometimes. But schools getting ready to come back. The kids get ready to go back to school. People that were on vacation are back now, getting back to work and do what they have to do. So yeah, and the weather's changed a little bit. It's cool. I remember, I remember being in school back in the day, and around that last week of August, it got a little cooler. It got a little cooler, mm-hmm. so you kind of knew it was over. You know, y'all remember that? Yeah, remember that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, now there's a bunch of hurricanes happening. That's how you know <laughs> somewhere over. Wow. Tampa's getting ready to be hit. I think they were hit with one, and now the second one is coming through. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Climate change, they call mm-hmm. it. Other it's things very going real on. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how are you, uh, Miss Minette? What's going on with you? What's you been up to? I started school. I started school actually last week. And but the official start of school was Monday, so I've already done my first paper. So, so what you graduate from high school now? <laughs> yes, I'm only <laughs> 17. <laughs> That's nice. That's that's what I'm only 17. Only 17. What are you going to school for? What are you doing? That's I am nice. getting my PhD in oh, business. Okay. Wow, resources. yes, congratulations. That's Thank beautiful. You. Thank you. But I'm taking my time because I only, you know, when you get to do a PhD done by quarter, you don't get the summers off. You just get like two weeks off and then you start the next quarter. Mm -hmm. So I, some people will take three, four classes a quarter. I can only do one. I got a life. So I should be finished in a year and a half. I've already done about a year and a half already. So. Oh, nice. Nice. Year and a half goes very quickly though. It does. It goes quick. You look around and like, wow, it's it's done. Mm-hmm. That's great. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank Congratulations, you. Congratulations. You know, and the thing about that that I love about that is that um, there's no time limit. It's never too late to yep. keep to keep striving and 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 achieving the things that you have in mind. Because a lot of people get to the to the point of I'm too old. I'm too you know uh, I'm already in this job. I can't go back. I can't do this. School's not for me. All kind of excuses. You can right. do whatever you want to do out there, and that's great. Congratulations. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I I love learning. I absolutely love learning. Um, I and I don't know what I'll do next. I mean, I I have two masters already. This is uh, oh, excuse, me. excuse me, excuse me. I am okay. a woman. I, um. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will tell you this. Yeah. 
if I think back to when I was 18, I, going to college was not in my head. I just knew I was going to party. Really? I was a superstar, like at the time, um, with pebbles and baby face and all of those things. I just knew I was about to be a superstar. And then I got real with life. Like I needed to pay for rent. I moved out. Mm-hmm. I needed to pay for rent. And, you know, I needed to go to um, pay for expenses. Right. I didn't have a car for a little while, but I knew I needed a car because I hate taking the bus everywhere. And I had to have a realistic, you know, thought about, are you okay with having minimum wage jobs or is it time mm-hmm. for you to go to school? So I went to school. The real deal stepped in and you had to do what you had to do. Real life. Real life. Life on life's terms, you know? That's what they call it. Exactly. You know, my my older brother's a musician. And I remember years ago when we were coming up, you know, my mother would always tell him, look, man, (laughs) you know, I love what you, I know you love what you do and getting gigs and all that, but you need something, you need a foundation. You need to go get a job. Exactly. A steady job so that when you are not working, with your music, you have mm-hmm. something. She called it. She kind of tricked him, something to fall back on. But what she really wanted was something to keep him going. Exactly. Consistently. consistently <laughs> you know what I'm so you know, he exactly. went out. Yeah, he went out and yeah. got with the computer world. He became a computer tech and he started working in a place called Caldors. Do y'all remember Caldors? Caldors was a big department Caldors. store. Yeah, remember that Tattleton? That was a while back when they were one of the big chain. Uh, department stores, clothing stores. So okay. he started working for them, and uh, then he went on to end up getting a job with Con Edison doing the same work. Mm. So he ended up retiring from there and got a pension and all that. So it was, and still did his music, still did his music. Exactly. So it, it worked out. It worked out for him, which was good, you know? So, exactly. Yeah, I think that that's for, for a lot of us, that's the place to go, you know? And I told you the story about 80% and the 20%, and then that 20%, 2% make it. I, I couldn't see myself like going to cattle calls and hoping someone would pick me wow. or trying to keep my weight down to 115 pounds because that's what they wanted to see. <laughs> so, you know, I'm getting up at four o'clock in the morning to go run five miles and, and getting on a scale. If I gained five pounds, I was upset going to the gym mm. twice a day. It wow. was too much. It was too much. And, wow. you know, my health suffered from it. Okay. I said, okay. this is not worth it. Uh-uh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you know, uh, that commitment. And then, and then, you know, I don't know why certain people go on to, I guess it's just meant to be that mm-hmm. they, you know, I don't know if it's even commitment. Is it, is it something where they're just fortunate to run into the right people, the right situation? I don't, it's not about talent because there's talented people who have not went on to become superstars. So, mm-hmm. I think it's just placement, being in the right place at the right time, meeting the right people. And then what are you willing to do about it? Some people do some you know, unscrupulous things to get where they need exactly. to get to. And there's other people that say, look, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going that route. Very true. You know, so you just don't know. And then is it really worth it at the end of the day? Because I see a lot of people that are unhappy. You know, exactly. money, money's not everything. Money's not everything. And then you miss a lot. You miss a lot in this business. Mm-hmm. You know, tattletale, am I correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. He said, <laughs> he said <"Man."> wake up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Is it making you think back no, over your uh, life, Talapia? Uh, 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 look like you in, in a deep con- con- look like you contemplate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm pontificating, you know, because I just I just recently got my 
Yeah, pontificating. Yeah, I, I just like recently that. got my degree from, from Mac Daddy Academy. So now I've oh, intern under man. a real pimp for like about a year or so. You know, yeah, I'm gonna, then I'm going to get my walking stick, my cane, I'm gonna <laughs> my own theme music. You got to do an internship? I, I'll get, oh, yeah, you got to do an internship on the real pimp, man. You got to learn those corners. Right. <laughs> as long as right. you don't wear platform shoes with an aquarium in the heel, we'll be fine. <laughs> Put a little fish in them, little fish in your shoes, but huggy bear. Be like huggy my bear, bear. Huggy put a little goldfish up in there. Yep. Yeah. My theme music. <laughs> How many fish died for that? Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But you know, uh, you, see, you just well when you see that when that see that fish float to the top, you just go inside, screw, unscrew the heel, put a new one in there. No, yeah. remember the heels broke. They broke. They the broke, so the fish were flopping on uh, the side. Nah, nah, nah. But okay, see, you, 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 you got to have plexiglass here. The plexiglass don't crack. That's what you need. <laughs> I got those over in the corner. Come on. <laughs> you know, lost your mind, brother. Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. <laughs> hey, let me ask you. Did you go to college? Did you go to college, Tattletail? You went to college? Yeah, I went to college. No, for real. Did you go to college? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did a little, I did a little bit of college. A little bit? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of college. Um, okay. The educational system uh, is funny. Like in one thing, one one thing about high, uh, higher learning, you actually do you you do research, mm -hmm. you know. And when you do the right kind of research, you know that's how you you know you get those degrees. A lot of times, you uh, you and your professors mm -hmm. might not agree on things, and you're going to clash a lot, you know. But uh, you got to you got to do that research. Exactly. It's very important. I agree. Indeed. Now let me ask you this. You're you, know, you it's are it's totally yeah. But listen, listen, you're you 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 pride yourself on being um knowledgeable about our history, correct? Uh yes I do. Yes I do. Okay, so where did where did you where did you gain this knowledge from? Because we have we've had shows, we've talked, and you do have some information. How did you gain the knowledge of self and, and all the things that go along with the black culture and the black history. Where did you get that from? Oh, uh, by doing, by doing research. Um, a lot of professors that I work with acquainted with, uh, going to different, uh, sites, uh, archeological sites and, um, and, and putting in the research, putting the research, um, Grade school one through twelve is totally, totally different. And uh, when you do when you do research, you find that everything that you've been taught basically is untrue. You know, untrue. And um, the the shame about it, most of us are are, are, are like Alice in Wonderland, living a make believe life because of things that we were taught. Um, uh, it's it's just amazing. Um, what put me on this road? Uh, my mother wanted me to be a minister. Can you see Talatel being a preacher, a reverend? Uh, yeah, actually, so. I could. I could <laughs> yeah, because you wear the suit, mm -hmm. the gators. Mm -hmm. Yes, I could. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they're not but legalized pimps. <laughs> Seducing the women in the pol in, in the congregation. Yeah, I can see you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> What and 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 what surprises me is that um, 
to get your to get your de degree uh uh to be to be a theologian you have to be you you have to go to school all right mm -hmm. and to get to get that masters and it, it it just how can i put it i just can't phantom uh when you do research if you, if you do a thesis paper I know these theologians of today, they have actually seen the facts and the truth, but they don't want to go along with it. They want to go with the mainstream. They want to go with the lie. Because it seems like with the lie, that's how they're going to make their money. So let me let me double back now. Now you're telling me that you believe that the only reason why they're doing that is because of money? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think yeah. It's all because yeah. of money. I don't totally. I, I, yeah, don't I don't totally agree with money. that. I don't totally agree with that. I think I, there are some real people. Yeah. There's yes. some real. There's real people that, no matter what their ideology might be, they truly mm -hmm. believe that, and they're doing it because they really believe in exactly. it. Everyone is. I mean, we joke around and pimps, you know, pimps and preachers and all that. Yes, you have those, but there are people that truly believe mm -hmm. what they've been taught or what mm -hmm. they think is is accepted you know and and the whole point to me when it comes to religion and things like that it's not even so much it's what is what to me you do and what you feel in your heart and why you're doing certain things you understand mm -hmm. what i'm saying mm -hmm. um i don't believe in any one particular ideology i believe in god period exactly i believe in god period so with that being said when you do that i think they're kind of like you know when you say the truth when you say they don't know the truth now, are they, you saying that they should have been taught the truth and they should have went over all of this, but I don't well, let me, necessarily think that's true because hold on a minute. If they were taught that and they're sincere in their house, I don't think they would, they would go with what they're doing. I think that they eliminate that from them. I don't think that's a part of their curriculum. I'm just my personal opinion. I don't think that the true facts are part of their curriculum. I think they hide that from them, but yes, I think well, later on they go out and they seek knowledge if on oneself mm -hmm. and they find out the true story on on their own but i think when they go through certain religions and what have you and they go for certain you know to get their uh to becoming um you know a, a preacher or reverend or whatever you're going to do and uh I, I believe that they're taught that particular ideology right you know what i'm saying that's what i, I think do. I also think that if you if you look it, at the that's true, that's and true. I'm not going to give you the full on definition of religion, but really religion is just a way of doing something. Everyone's religion is a way of doing something, and it doesn't. Uh, when you're in these religions, and all religions, whether people want to admit it as or not, started as a cult. That's the yeah. first thing that they have to understand. Your religion started as a cult. Look at the definition of a cult. You know, and, and I tell people all the time, you have to decide for yourself whether you are going to open your mind to the rest of the world and realize there are hundreds of religions. But as long as it points towards a supreme being, whether you want to call it God, whether you want to call it Gaia, he, her, she, it, them, whatever you may want to call it. <laughs> I respect I respect everybody's journey to reach that point in their lives. I don't think I have to go to church to talk to God. I don't yeah. think he expects me to do something like that. What he does expect me to do is to understand and accept everyone for who they are because the judgment is not for me to make. Yeah. I got too many yeah. issues and sins of my own. So yeah. I'm going to embrace who you are. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, if this is, this gives you peace and makes you happy, that's your journey. 
It may not be mine. True and I understand that. As long as you understand that, we're good. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That, that is true. You know, I think, you know, the, the whole thing with religion to me is, like you said, you don't have to, everybody's journey is different. And mm-hmm. ministry, the word ministry, there's different kinds of ministries. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily in a church. You can minister to people right now, like what we're doing. You exactly. can minister in music. You can minister in, in in being a public speaker. You can minister in just being a kind person and 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 doing the work um, that was done on on the ground on the ground level. Mm-hmm. Work, you know, to me, the work is the work. Going to church is cool. I don't have a problem with that, but the work needs to be done in the field. As far as I'm concerned. Now, masonry, let's take masonry. Masonry, a lot of people think it's a cult, whatever, whatever, right? But the but the bottom line, one of the things that's required is that you believe in God and that you go out and you mm-hmm. do charitable work. Mm-hmm. That's what Mason, you have to accept that part of it to be a Mason. Now, all of this, George Watson was a Mason, this one and that one, and all that all that nonsense. Which, <laughs> which whatever that is, it is, like you're saying. <laughs> People mm-hmm. do whatever. You take something, you learn it, and you do what you want with it and exactly. interpret it the way you want to interpret it to, to benefit you. That's what people do. But the right. true the true reality, I'm a Mason. So the true reality, I got involved because of what I heard and I wanted to, I wanted to do something that would help people. Mm-hmm. That would help people. Mm-hmm. So if someone was um, sick and shut in, in the hospital, didn't have food to eat, my job was to go and see them. My job was to go and make sure that they had something to eat, clothes to wear, you know, do some type of deal with the youth. This mm-hmm. is what it's really all about, you know, in terms of what I saw and what I planned on doing. Now, somebody else might have did something else. A preacher could come up and he could say, hey, man, I want to be rich. And he goes and gets his congregation and they give him money, 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 money. He becomes a mega a mega superstar to make the preacher. But mm-hmm. then you have the guy that's in the storefront who's who's broke and has a regular job, but he's there right. every Sunday preaching the word because he's trying to 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 bring people to that supreme being the way he feels about it. So it's really it's really hard. I don't get into all of that. I don't right. get into all of that because I believe that this definitely is not about me. I, there's no way in the world I'm doing all these things for myself. Mm-hmm. I know that. You know, there is a supreme being. And you know, when I hear five percent is, you know, this is another thing. And no, mm-hmm. no disrespect to anybody. But if you are God and, and, and you're calling yourself God and what have you, but then you're gonna call your your your, your sister a bee or another mm-hmm. man out of his name. Well, what are you talking about? That pisses me off. So we here again, I don't want to get into that whole Edward thing and all of that, but I have a problem with that because we have to we have to understand, man, that we are our own worst enemy simply because we allow it. Exactly. And then we want to say, oh, they did this to us and they did that. When do we stop making excuses, man? You know, you got to believe in something. If you believe that you're doing everything by yourself, I look at that person as being someone that's even like a lawyer to their own self. You're a fool because there's no way in the world with all of the sins you talked about that we actually have as human, imperfect human beings and we get out of situations and situations come Right, mm-hmm. situations come that are taken care of. That's not me doing it. There's mm-hmm. a thing called grace, and there's a thing called mercy. Right, yeah. by God's grace and by God's mercy, I am saved. Right now, at the end of the day, when 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 the grace comes, it's I get grace on things that I don't even deserve. Mm-hmm. But by His grace, I get it. 
Now, when you say, well, who's grace are you talking about? I'm not talking about a white man. I'm not talking about any of that. Now, but I do believe and I do know that the color thing, I try not to mix that up. Was Jesus black or white? But the truth is, I know what the truth is. <laughs> Tell the truth. We all know what the truth Tell is. Tell the truth. That is important. That part is important. That part is important. So at the end of the day, I know for a fact in my life, there's nothing that I can do. I've gotten out of situations. I've mm -hmm. had things show up when I didn't even know where it was coming from. It was taken care of. So how can I sit back and say that that God is not real? And that pisses me off when, I, when somebody talking about God is not real, but yet still when they get into something, they calling on them. You know, yep. I, yep. I have a problem with that. Our guest is in the house, too. We're going to bring her on in a minute. Can you hear me? Ah, there goes my girl right there. We're going to bring you on in one second. Yeah, so, I mean, we can go <laughs> on and on about this. Exactly. But, wow. It's, I think it's, it's interesting. We all have three yeah. different views about, and let's just call it what it is, spirituality. It's not religion that exactly. we're talking about. Exactly. We all have different views of it and who you are. And I know Tattletale's take on it, but you Tattletale has never said that he was not a spiritual person. And right. I believe that you are a, sp a spiritual person, but it's how you define what your spirituality is. And, you know, and I'm a person that tell you, I believe in reincarnation. I believe we're given a choice to come back. I believe that if our journey is not yet finished in this lifetime, we're brought back, you know, and, and I think we all have to have a bigger picture of the world. And I think as people begin to travel more and are exposed to more and exposed to the different ways of people thinking, they'll broaden their minds. You know, I told someone one time, you know, and I was brought up in the church and up into my early twenties, I felt horrible for not wanting to be there. And there was a reason why I wasn't supposed to be there that I didn't realize before that my path was not to be in church. My path was to discover the way I'm supposed to go to my end to meet whatever my maker is my way, you know, and open up the King James Bible. And the first thing you see is King James. What do you do when you research who King James was? He wasn't even there. He was not. <laughs> you know? that's, that's the problem right there. You know, the Bible itself. I don't even want to get into all of that. Yeah. You know, because, you know, knowing, oh, do you know the scriptures? Did you read your Bible? Do you know this? Listen. I know one thing, and I know one true thing, that there's a power greater than me. I know that. power greater than me, yep. I know that. And if you take if you take uh, Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, any, it's based on it's based on the same principles mm -hmm. of spirituality, not right. religion. Not religion. Because mm -hmm. if an addict, if an addict or an alcoholic can get themselves together through that process of going through that 12-step program, it's based on good orderly direction, which is G-O-D, straight up and down. Mm -hmm. And and everything that is said in that, people, you know, when you, is the serenity prayer, God God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can. This is all spirituality. It's not preaching any one ideology, any one religion or anything. Mm -hmm. It's what you talk about. This, your your spiritual, how you a spiritual person. I think exactly. we are spiritual beings. Period. I think that's the way mm -hmm. we were made. Now, whether you want to recognize it or use it or or succumb to it or whatever you want to do, that's up to the individual because we do have a choice. Right. I choose to understand it. I know that, and I'm so grateful for that mm -hmm. because I came a long way. Came mm -hmm. a long way. Check this out. We're going to play this little commercial break. We're going to bring our guest on, and we'll be right back. Now, in that same note. 
we're going to do what you just talked about. This is the book of facts. I'm Clarence. I'm not a man without faults. I played the cards I was dealt. Clarence, in spite of your selfish ways, there's a beautiful soul in there somewhere. Clarence, it's here. Jesus of Nazareth. You can't even buy power like that. I want to be like that in 10 years. I want to be like that now. Knowledge is stronger than belief. Plants, he needs miracles. I have a plan. I can see. I can see. God sent me to deliver his message. Your new messiah. Just from a swine. Ah, stop that. Your God is a myth. See for yourselves. There is no messiah. Parents, if you'll be so kind to walk on water. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> very, very interesting. Okay, y'all. Without further ado, I'm gonna bring the guest on. Very special to me. And y'all see her. She's special to everybody. Here she goes. That's hello, that's hello. Chef Dilka, y'all. Chef Dilka's in the Hi, building. How are you? Yes, hello. Yeah, finally. Yeah, hello, yeah, hello. yeah. You made it. You made it. You made it. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me introduce you to Dalia Manette. Hello, Chef. Where's the food? Where's the food? In the kitchen. I just finished cooking. <laughs> That's comedian tattletale right there. Hello, hello. Uh, well, how you doing? How you doing, Chef? I am alive. I am blessed. I am grateful. I am present. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually at one of my friend's house. Okay. Uh, right now, she's in labor, so I'm at the house with the kids. So I'm being auntie today. I okay. thought, you know, my kids are grown now, so I'll just finish cooking dinner for them, assembly line. Everybody get in line. Let me make everybody plates. We sat down, had dinner. Now they're in the room. Good, mm -hmm. good, good. You heard our conversation yeah. a little earlier. You heard the conversation, right? Yes, I did. Now, yeah. before you say anything, before you say <laughs> anything, <laughs> I know her mother. I know her mother. And that's a praying mm -hmm. mother right there. So mm -hmm. absolutely, without a doubt, I know how she was raised and what have you. You know, so mm -hmm. yeah, you know, it's so good to see you, man. I'm glad you got here. I know you had a hurricane the last time, or something going on down there where you at in Georgia. There was something with the weather or something that stopped you from coming on. Yeah. And um, let me just give you a little background, y'all. I'm very super proud of this young lady, man. I've met her when she's about eight or nine years old, and I watched her uh, develop into the person she is today. And I'm super proud of her, the things that she's accomplished, good, bad, or indifferent. She 
fights through the adversity no matter what. She pulled herself up by the bootstraps, and 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 she made something out of herself. And I'm real, real proud of you, Nilka, for real, for real. I love you, man. And it's like you. seeing you is like when when I talked to her when she was nine to ten years old, it was like talking to an adult. She was mature. She mm -hmm. she she was determined. And when she said she wanted to be a chef, I'm, I'm gonna let her tell a story. I could go on and on about you. Now, listen. What I want to ask you from the beginning. Mm -hmm. This whole I want to be a chef. Can you explain to us what where that came from, how that came about, and how you went on that journey? Uh to start off, I wanted to be a nurse because I remember being a little girl, my grandmother got sick and was diagnosed with breast cancer. So I was like, Oh, I just want to help. I want to save the world. I want to, you know, help them in their time of need. That that's who I am. I'm a nurturer, I'm a healer. So through that journey of working in the hospital. I always cooked and food always brought the family together. And every time I go to it, people are like, oh, can you make this, can you make that? And then a light bulb went off one day. It was like, wait a minute, child, you can make some money off of this. So I was like, okay, we can make some money. Then I was like, no, I want to learn the actual technical skills behind becoming a chef and cooking. So I ended up withdrawing um, my job at the hospital, going to unemployment and registering in the culinary school. And by the time I did that, I was already a single mom of three. So I switched to secure job, you know, just to follow a dream and a passion, but it was God and spirit leading me on this path. You know what I mean? Like you walk right. by faith, not by sight. So everything that I'd done and maybe right, wrong, and different, it felt right. And mm -hmm. each thing pivoted me to the next level, next stage of my life. So leaving a secure job, single mom of three, I was like, all right, I ended up going to culinary school and it just opened a whole new world for me. But prior to me going to school, I started uh, working with this caterer, WSMB Catering. And um, that was my first catering job. We worked all day, talking my feet was burning, blistered. You know, we was going 16 hours a day, like, Lord. But we mm -hmm. got paid, and like, we got paid $500 for one night. We was, me and my best friend looked at each other, was like, wait, we just got paid $500? Wait, we can, we can make some money from this. You know what I mean? We just learned and worked, and you know what I'm saying? I worked my way up, and from there, I was like, let me go to culinary school. Because being a single mom of three, I'm like, I cannot depending on government to take care of me and I can't be mm -hmm. on my knees asking nobody to take care of me neither. So I'm going to go to work. I'm going to put myself through school. I'm going to better myself, not for me, but for my children. And that's what I did. I just never looked back. And I understood my choices was my own. I was a teenage mom. So it was like I was young enough or grown enough to get pregnant that I'm going to be grown enough to handle my responsibility. My mother's not raising my child. The government is not raising me. I'm not chasing behind no man for anything. I'm going to handle my responsibility. I made this choice. So I'm like, I have to hold myself mm -hmm. accountable for my choices and decisions. But God kept me the whole way. Mm. So from there, I ended up going to culinary school and graduating there and then working in catering, ended up getting a job in the Hamptons. I remember right before I graduated culinary school for my externship, I had wanted to go to like this fine dining restaurant. And the guy that was in charge of my extern, he was like, oh, they'll never hire you. I'm like, why? You have no experience. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to get experience? This is what I want. This is I like to mm -hmm. find things. This is the ingredients and in creating. That's what interests me. That's the lane I want to be in. Wouldn't do it. Stuck me in a nursing home. I was upset. I was mad. I was like, I don't want to make this goulash. Like, I don't want to be here. I want to be cooking. Oh, I need mm -hmm. action. So um, I ended up getting hired at this Jewish catering company. And um, my first boss, Bobby. And he was like, I don't believe people working for free. And he paid me. Like, he paid me well. So I was going to culinary school. I was working for him. 
And then from there, it was an opportunity for me to work in the Hamptons. And I, you know, I don't believe in burning bridges, you know. So right. I went to Bobby, we let him know about the opportunity. He was all, you know, hated to see me leave, but he was like, you need to come back. You got a home. Wow. Thank you. And I ended up taking a job in the Hamptons. And that was like a two, almost three, that was a three hour drive. And my kids were still in school. So I just had to pick my kids up from the daycare, like four in the morning, three in the morning, mm. bring them home, get back up at six, get them ready for school, drop them up. And the lady, God bless her soul, God placed her in my life to help me with my kids. So I said, she used to take them up from school for me. And now I'm driving to the Hamptons three hours wow. to go for an opportunity just so I could support them. Right. Yeah. Were you living in in Manhattan or what borough? I was living in Long Island, Long Island. Oh, okay. And then driving. Oh, yeah. I worked in the city. Ooh. Took the train. Like I work. I go. I drive and go for the money. For the what What did your family yeah. think when you decided that this is what you want to do? What What did they think? Did they support you, or was it? Are you crazy, girl? <laughs> you know that kind oh, of thing. Man. Right. The thing about that, like my mother and my family, my mom was like, okay, whatever you want to do. All right. And the support was there. It was endless. Mm-hmm. Like everybody supported me. Some of my coworkers like, you doing what? Yeah. But it was cool. Like as long mm-hmm. as God gave me the vision, I'm going to do it. Like I don't let outside influence stop me. Some I did look crazy to a lot of people. A lot of people like, are you crazy working like this? You doing this? Who's gonna support my children? Who's gonna? I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, like a lot of people did think I was crazy, but I just I knew what God instilled into me, so I had to be obedient. I had to do it. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I don't think you would have been happy doing anything else. You had to follow that path oh. and that dream. You know, and loving what you do, it fell into place. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And I still get to reach people. Food bring everybody together, no matter race, creed, religion. If you're mad angry you sit down for a meal a good one you know <laughs> yeah, that right. and they'll, yeah, they'll, that right. they'll melt everything away with each bite you know each That's bite right. like okay i'm not even angry right. no more okay. <laughs> i'm just not gonna be angry at that moment <laughs> right. we get mad later we get mad later right I'm now mad later i'm gonna put this food in my mouth and be happy <laughs> Listen, <laughs> and i've tasted the favorite. food trust me i made your favorite you know That's you right. Know, right. right That's yeah. right so continue on, continue on. Bring us, bring us more. Tell us more. Huh? Tell us more. Continue with your story. Um. So from there, yeah. After everybody thought I was crazy, like I worked my way up from working catering to doing um, lunch to a private school. I did catering lunch for a private school for a couple of years. I had my own business. I was running a restaurant. Like I worked three different jobs just to support my children. But each, like I said, each thing brought me to where. I was supposed to be even I applied for Hell's Kitchen. So that, you know, I have people like, oh, you're crazy. Like, you're never going to listen. Like, you're going to have somebody scream at you the way you are. I said, I can shut the hell up for a quarter of a million dollars. I said, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because you ain't, you ain't not a white I know to shut up. So, but I didn't want, I didn't want anything to stop me, you know. And for me to even do Hell's Kitchen is like, fair block your blessings. So that was another opportunity to let me know nothing's impossible. I'm not starstruck. Celebrities are human beings, you know what I mean, that had exactly. a vision and brought it to life and collectively we put them on a pedestal. That's how I was like, celebrity chef, I'm a human chef. I have no superpowers. You know, I wake mm-hmm. up every day, go to sleep, eat, use the bathroom, same thing. I, one day my eyes gonna close like everybody else. So I don't get caught up in the whole celebrity thing. Like I just give thanks people that I've worked for and God put me in front of little 16 year old me in front of billionaires and just the, 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 the mindset 
of people God showed me what's possible. It's not how you start, mm -hmm. it's how you finish. You know what I mean? And it's right. like nothing mm -hmm. is impossible at all. So like I just I definitely I get thanks for that. I get thanks for just every opportunity. I'm humble. Like I I ain't got time. I don't have an ego. I don't I mean for what? Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm not a pushover at by far and I know my worth and I know who I am, but I let the people speak for me. I don't have to like hi I'm I don't I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's without a doubt. Now tell us about the Hell's yeah. Kitchen experience. Well, what before you do that? Before you do that, I'm telling a couple of things. Mm -hmm. I know you were doing the restaurant here in uh in Freeport. You were doing that for a while, and uh, I remember we had a, a record release, and you catered the record release for me in the back room. Remember that? Mm-hmm. At retro. Yeah, at retro. At retro. Yeah, that, yeah. That, at retro. That, 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 mm -hmm. that was fabulous. That was dope, and that was cool. Yeah. And I. Remember when uh, Christopher Williams came in there? Do you remember that? I and do. He, and he came and sang, and we were sitting there eating, eating, and he said, "Yo, this open mic was going on," and he he was like, "You think I should get up there and sing?" I said, "Go ahead." He got up there and he sang, and and it was it was cool. But that was uh that was really that was and I had an office right across the street, and I also mm -hmm. remember going down when Circle of Sisters. Remember that when you did the Circle of mm -hmm. Sisters as one of the chefs that came down and did the whole big thing. That was, that yeah. was cool. You know, um, yeah. wow, I just, just watched you and I said, wow, look at this. And when I heard that you were all uh, going to be on Hell's Kitchen, I said, wow. I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised because I expected nothing but, you know, you pushing. I expected nothing but that because right. that's how we do. You know how I do. You know how I get down. I, it is what it is. We keep it moving. And um, right. the Hell's Kitchen experience, from start to finish, tell us what that's really like. Because people watch on television, and we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. How Gordon Ramsay is, the other people—is it competitive? The whole nine. What was that like? I mean, the whole experience was basically—it was psychological. It was personality. Um, they vetted you like before I even cooked. I, I had to go through like a three hundred and fifty page application. All right, really? and then from wow. yeah, I had to fill out an extensive um, application, and from there you're gonna call back from one of the casting agents, and from there they'll have you um, do a little um, five minute or a few minute video, and then from there they'll let you know producers want to meet you. They flew me out to LA for a personality to meet the, um, no, prior to me, no, I went, let me, I skipped a few steps. I went to the audition with my mom. So uh, I found out they was doing a, a casting. I missed the first one. Something happened. I wasn't able to go and I ended up making the next casting. So I ended up doing that, uh, went for that online interview or whatever, then I got a call back and then I had to do follow-ups each step. So it was a lot of different stages. So the stage where they end up flying me out to LA to meet the producers, they had me on the green screen, asking me questions, personality, all this and that stuff to see if I was a fit. Flew me out there for like three days, flew me back home, took like almost a month and a half that I got a call to say that I'm actually gonna be on the show. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that was a humbling and dope experience. And they flew me out to LA and I was there for like six weeks. Mm. Um Mm -hmm. And you know, all expense paid, they put you up. You don't got no cell phone, no contact with the outside world because you know they they can't risk anything, any part of the show leaking. If you got high emotion, you get angry, you might spill something mm -hmm. to your family member, or yeah. you know whatever it may be. They, I mean, even though they have you sign this ridiculous contract, if you breach it, then you'll be paying your ancestors. Everybody's gonna be paying. 
even if you're kicked off of well not i get how else to call it but even if you're kicked off of the show you still have to stay in la in that house or the house or the the so, lodging that they provided or do you get to go home so, so it all determines how far you make it within the show so if you mm -hmm. make it if you get eliminated in the beginning you get sent home um, if you get a, or unless they got to do like exit interviews and stuff like that, you might stay extra day or two. They have other um, homes. Like I was in um, Venice Beach. Uh, it was beautiful. I was yeah, like, this is, beautiful, this, yeah. this is too shabby. You know, I'm in gondola <laughs> and I'm walking through, seeing these. these nobody got curtains in the house. I'm just watching everybody, Timmy eating dinner and the dogs running around. It was beautiful. You know, it's a muscle beach and I had a great mm -hmm. time. You know, we mm -hmm. had a fly pad. So, I mean, but like, it depends on how far you make it. And then you actually stay there. And then I end up going back for the uh, season finale. But when I got eliminated, it was only like two shows left, like two episodes left. Okay. Uh, so you, you almost made, yeah. you almost made it to the end. whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Made it to the uh, end. Wow. So wow. then you can go back like an all star or something. They can call you back as an all star yeah. chat. Yeah. I could. Wow. Yeah. Now, what was that like in the kitchen? I, you know, because I see the episodes, you know, I watched it and, and I see the mm -hmm. kitchen. Was it really as hectic as they are? Was it cut? Okay, go again. Or was it just constant videos being shot? Or was it staged? How was that? How was that working? So, honestly, it was real. Every Our reaction to everything I experienced was real. But okay. once again, it is a show. So yeah. once they say, all right, this is your competition, go. The camera see us run to the kitchen and start doing whatever experiment they have us doing at the time. But in our time, they're like, cut. Okay, and then they read all the rules, like, okay, for this game, and da 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 da. They read all the rules and regulations for this actual, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, exercise. Part. Nope. Right. Part, yeah. So for this part. So from there, we shoot the show. But in the kitchen, you see there's mirrors in the mm -hmm. kitchen. That's yeah. where the producers are, is behind the glass. So they're watching us. There's cameras everywhere. So they can zoom in and see somebody put too much salt in. They put not enough salt. They, really? they cook something, burn something. Yeah, it's really, 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 really um, heavy, like, watch. Like, cameras are everywhere. Wow. Wow. So, and then he then he has an earpiece in his ear. So they tell him, Gordon, go check this and, and yell at them, make it big, or whatever they might tell him in the air. So he goes <laughs> over there and does his Gordon Ramsay stuff. But at the end of the day, <laughs> nobody wants to get underneath his bad side. You know what I mean? Yeah, you want to yeah. stay in front of the BS, not behind it. So right, right, it's, right. It, it, it's, it's intimidating because you're trying to remember everything and then utilize all the skills you learned while being on national TV, while, while dealing with um, nerves and emotions and anxiety and all these different things. So it was a lot that you have to keep, you know, in check right, while you're right. on the stage. Yeah. Right. Now, now let me ask you, the other contestants, it's true competition between each each person, right? How yeah. were they? Is, is it cutthroat? But was it was it like when, when you're off camera, was people mingling and getting along, or did everybody go their separate ways, or was it just straight competition? Uh, no, I mean, uh, off camera, it was cool. I mean, everybody were, was themselves, you know what I mean? But you had some that, that got to your nerves that you're like, oh, she was getting my nerves. I don't want no part <laughs> of her. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't got the energy. 
So, right. you know, and, you know, everybody click up. Everybody meet their people that they're comfortable with. The smokers right. with the smokers, you know what I mean? The drinkers with the drinkers. And, you know, the black with the black. So whatever it may be. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, right. no, nah, I'll just play it. <laughs> but it, it just, it was, it was real. It got intense at times. It got intense at times because you do forge a friendship because you're, you and these people are only where that's experienced what you're experiencing. So it brings y'all together. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, that you still got to hurt each other's feelings because you got to put somebody on a chopping block. This is still a competition at the end of the day and everybody's going to choose themselves. So you got to have that separation. You know what I mean? You got to right. have that mindset too. And I mean, outside of the show, we, we have our groups, chats on Facebook, Instagram, where we all talk, you know, check in with each other. And, okay. you know, you know, over the years, it get less and less, but, you know, everybody can get still got eyes on everyone. Mm, wow, that's yeah. a hell of an experience. That's that's really cool, man. Yeah. So so now, mm-hmm. how was Gordon Ramsay? What? How would you describe him? How was his personality? Honestly, I think he's a great guy. I do because when you're at work, you're at work. When you're at work, it's just and I understand the hierarchy in the kitchen and the respect for the executive chef and on and your sous chef and on the way down. And that's just what it is. I came from that era of you know you don't disrespect your chef, you know what I mean? So it's like, all right, that respect in the kitchen so that way you can lead your brigade, you can lead your team, and everybody cares about what they're doing. You know what I mean? If I feel like I'm better than him, then what am I doing in this kitchen? So right. but I felt like he was he was funny, personable. Um, mm-hmm. He had a job to do. He'd done it very well. And even being in that leadership position, it is what it is. I know how to take the emotion out of it. Now, if we're in the street or, you know, on a humbug and you're yelling at me, it's not going to go over so well. You know what I mean? Right. But at work <laughs> and in the competition, this is what you signed up for. So right, I'm right. going to shut up. I'm not going to complain that this is what I signed up for. And that's what it is. Okay. I wanted to come through the TV and say, girl, stop. Throw a pot of grits on him or something. I know. <laughs> I mean, he'd be walking out of handcuffs. I know. <laughs> I, got healed, I got healed too much. I healed myself too much. I guess. <laughs> you know. You know when 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 you were eliminated. Um, what was the reason why you were What happened that you were eliminated? What happened? So when I got eliminated, I was on a fish station, and I am a rock star at seafood. Every time something came back, was like wrong, wrong, wrong. But prior to that, the night before, I got food poisoning. I was sick. Growing up, mm-hmm. um, up until today, I can't eat Tex-Mex food. Like the smell of, uh, it's just it makes me nauseous. Like I don't like Chipotle. It just makes me like brings me back to that day. But I had got food poisoning, so I was sick, and they was like, "Oh, well, you want to take the day off?" I'm like, "Nah, I came to this competition like sick or not, I'm gonna rock out." So I don't know, but I got my behind handed to me on the seafood station every time I said up wrong, bloody hell, wrong, wrong. Like, what do you mean? It's perfect. In my eyes, but child, it didn't go over well that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, we saw that episode. You you really didn't want to leave. And then me sitting there, I wanted to come slap somebody, man. I, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, uh-huh. man, why are they doing that to her, man? Why are they doing that to her like that, man? You know what I mean? I wanted to slap one of these people. But I saw the passion. And, and, and it showed mm-hmm. with that last episode how bad you really wanted it. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and, yes. and you can tell, you can tell that you was like, yo, I don't want to go. Come on, chef, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. But I did like the fact, Not like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. And I like the fact <laughs> that he came out and spoke with you at the end when mm-hmm. you were getting into the car. 
Now, Isn't that a fake taxi? Yeah. What, 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 what was that? When, when you were leaving. <laughs> Cut! <laughs> really? Because wow. I was like, she's being awfully nice. Because I would have said, I would have been, listen, you don't, you don't need to say nothing. Get away from me. You don't need to say a word. Let me be in my feelings. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> Because if you come too close, I, I might have to tell you about this though. <laughs> right. Ooh, wow. have to trip wow. you, pinch you, something. Okay. <laughs> I wow. felt for you. I was like, wait a minute. I'm a, I, this is what I would be saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. I thought that you were just, just too kind and all. You know, but I'm glad uh-huh. that he did come out and say, you know, you really are a great chef. Keep going. Yeah. Keep moving. Keep moving. I, hmm, that might have been yeah. the last time I looked at him. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so now look with that experience all right we, we you did that what's next where do you go from there what did it do for you and where do you go from there i mean from there like i mean i just grinded i worked my behind off i i used it as an opportunity but it, it's not like i did it and then you know opportunities just ringing in and falling from the sky and money was just rolling no i'm still a single mom three kids on section eight struggling you know what i mean working trying to make it and it, it was a lot like i did a lot of um stuff within the community cooking classes um i did i had a lot of different programs implemented while i was still in new york i got a you know it got me my executive chef position as well i would definitely say that but it it it, it for me i think it did more for for my confidence and it let me know nothing is impossible so each Things that came my way, I wasn't afraid because I, I believe fear block your blessings. I didn't wait for nobody to tell me I'm great. I didn't wait for nobody to tell me I was ready. I didn't wait for nobody to open that door for me. I will kick it down myself and yeah. I will follow the steps that God lead me as well. But sometimes you got to nudge it and kick it as well. You know, nothing will be handed to you. So, and I understood that clearly. So I took each step with grace, mercy. You know, you talked about grace mm-hmm. earlier. With grace, mercy, humility, I was humble. I was never too good for anything. I paid my dues. So that's why today when I say my price is my price, my price is my price. Because right. I did, I was obedient. I did what I had to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't tell, I, I mean, unless you know, you know, but I don't just walk around, share my story, but I, I share it to those that need to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and that's why I love doing stuff like this because on this platform, give me a chance to share that side of me, you know, because yeah. a lot of times we forget to smell the roses because we're not where we want to be or, you know, we don't, you got to congratulate yourself. You got to thank yourself. You got to look yeah. how far you mm-hmm. have come. Absolutely. You know, like, wow, Absolutely. I didn't make it through that. Thank right. God I don't look like what I've been through, you right. know? Right. 16 hours shifts, missing birthdays, holidays, parties, weddings, everything. Like my whole life was the restaurant, you know, and it, it was, I paid my dues. Right, right. So yeah. why did you decide to move from New York? Because you're living in Atlanta now, right? Yes, yes. So why did you make that transition to Atlanta? Was it because of the opportunities in your industry or you just wanted a new new place? You know, to, to be honest with you, God told me to go. Mm-hmm. I um, had wanted to move in 2010, but it wasn't time. You know, I couldn't move. My daughter, my youngest daughter was too young. Her dad didn't want to move not going through the whole court and choose between your parents. You love her. I love her. I'm all about peace. Like I don't have time, you know, so that's why I didn't move. So, but I came down November, 2014, no, 2013 to visit one of my girlfriends that had moved down here. And I just felt it in my spirit. This is where I'm supposed to be. I came home, 
pack my stuff, put it in storage. <laughs> um, I ended up moving in my uh, my soul sister basement with me and my kids. She had a two bedroom in the basement. I moved in with her, stacked my money, and then I God told me to go, and I just drove down to Georgia by myself. Right. Wow. I left the kids up in New York so they could finish school. I drove down. I had some interviews lined up. Um, I came down, worked, did what I had to do, set it up. Kids came down. Everything just it wasn't easy, you know. I remember that when I was driving to work one morning, Steve Harvey was on the radio and he was talking about jumping. And sometimes your parachute don't open up, you get scraped up. So I'm driving to work six in the morning, crying. I jumped, I jumped, I jumped. You know, just to, <laughs> the, the, just to, to do something new because I'm like, I know where I am, but I don't know what God got for me. You know, right. I know it's more. And being afraid and holding on to what is, I had to release a whole house that I love. I had to re- release a job that I love, a business that I grew to start over. Some, and a lot of times people hold on mm. to things and it's holding you back. You have right. to release it. Whatever you release, you'll get back tenfold. You know, and I came down here, then my oldest daughter's seizures came back after 12 years and not having seizures. I get a call at work. My daughter had a seizure. Who? I had what? Oh my God, I know you didn't bring me down here to forsake me. And I'm the only one down here. I have no family. I have no tribe down here. Mm-hmm. So, but it still doesn't mean this wasn't where I'm supposed to be. Right. But, Through adversity. You know, you just got to go with the punches. You got to roll with the punches. And mm-hmm. September's going to be nine years I've been here. Okay. Wow. Congratulations yeah, too. Nine years. Thank you. Nice, nice. Yeah. All the girls, the girls are grown. Your your kids are grown now. Free I saw them grow up. <laughs> I saw them. I saw them grow up. Free at last. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My youngest daughter's in her second year of college. My oldest is twenty five. Uh, no, just turned twenty six. No kids working, Excellent. doing a thing. My middle one just turned twenty one, and my youngest just turned nineteen. Wow. So, like, I, wow. I don't gotta buy no school clothes. I ain't gotta buy no school supplies. I'm, I, I, I'm great. <laughs> wow, no, yeah. unbelievable, man. Yes. Life goes on. Life goes on, and waits. Time waits for nobody. Cause, At wow, all. 20, 20 years just went by like that. Phew, where did it Blink go? Of an eye. Just like that. Right, you got gray hairs. Yeah, yeah, don't tell yeah. me about it. You you know I know. <laughs> you don't want me to tell me. But man, it's right. good. It's, they glisten it's, in the sunlight sometimes. <laughs> Everybody's like, embrace it. I'm like, no, I'm not ready to embrace it. No, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not with that. I'm not, I keep my hair yeah. low for the gray on show. I know that's. And right. I can't grow hair. I'm, I'm in between <laughs> retwists. Yeah. Between retwists. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not mm-hmm. my thing. I don't like all that stuff on my face. And all. I'm not, not, I can't grow yeah. beard anyway, but it gets gray hair, gray around hair, head up top. But uh, no, nah, I'm not with all that. I don't like that. I just think it's it's not for me. Other guy, older gray, right. they, they like the gray. Well, let them like somebody else. I'm not with it, <laughs> right? I'm not right. with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm simply not with it. Well, listen now, <laughs> moving forward, there's some other things that mm-hmm. went on. Keep it going, because this is interesting. I want them to hear the story. Go ahead. It's on you. All Keep right. You say, I feel like I'm talking too much. All right. Let's no, go ahead. Right. You're doing a great <laughs> job. <laughs> Thank you. You're just so, making me hungry. I mean, you know. <laughs> so I moved down here. I finally found. Um, so I took a job that I didn't like. I'm like, OK, it's just me and my kids. I took a nine to five. Um, so you know, I could be able to be home for them, be there when they go to school, you know, and I'm like, we're in a whole new state, and I'm like, I have nobody here with me, so I had to do stuff that makes sense to our lifestyle at that time, 
So fast forward after being here, um, I ended up applying for this job, uh, Legendary Events, which is like a high-end catering down here, which was a blessing in disguise. Um, I've made some great connections until today. We did a lot of great catering gigs, ended up putting me with some high-end clientele, been doing private chef work. So it definitely has been in my favor, you know. But working from there, um, then I got a job at, I was executive chef at Puffin Petals, which was K. Michelle's restaurant. So I opened that restaurant up from the ground up, created the recipes, hired staff, trained staff. Um, I did everything from A to Z to that restaurant. Um, and that was an amazing experience. I met some great people. I made some great connections. It's all about relationships for me and being yeah. authentic with it. You know, right. people might forget your name and forget this, forget that, but they would definitely remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's very, very important in, in this business of service. You have to, you know, and people feel energy. Energy is real as well. You can't fake that. So, um, mm-hmm. but I've been blessed. Like moving to Georgia was like, that's what God had in store for me. You know, opening up the doors, you know, where I'm able to start my own business now. I haven't worked for somebody since 2019. That was the last one I said, you can take your keys back. I'm done. That's it. God, I know things are a little shaky, but listen, you always survive. So mm-hmm. I put my faith in you, and that's what I did. How yeah, did you then. survive um, during COVID? Then did you just you still did a lot of private parties, or you just you made the food, you delivered it, and said I'm out? No, I got a client. I started working with uh, Tyrese uh, Gibson. So someone, ah. let, me, let me tell you, it's a relationship. So I met, this guy came to Puff and Petals. I was a chef there. I came out to the table, talked to him, ended up having a great conversation with him, um, ended up getting my number, and that was it. Met him one time. One mm. time. My phone rings. Um, he texted me, said that um, someone is looking for a chef. Is it okay if he gives them my number? I said, okay, sure. So his assistant called me, sets up the time for me to um, come there. Come to find out it's Tyrese Gibson. Okay, I started working for him. Mm. And then they offered me a position to um, fly out to LA with them to be their private chef. Okay, end up going to LA. Didn't know the world was going to shut down. End up going to LA. Um, on my birthday, March 11th, that's when the world shut down. I was still mm-hmm. in LA. So I, I worked the whole pandemic. So mm. I was with Tyrese the first half. And the second half, I was with Tyler Perry. I was at the um, studio cooking for the uh, for the crew. Mm. Were you on VIP. that video that he did where he showed his process for going to get groceries and leaving the groceries outside the door for a couple of hours and before Tyrese. they brought it in? Was that you in the kitchen? <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I I can't remember, but I know they did do a video with the whole process. I haven't seen yes. it. So I can't confirm nor deny, but I was in there. Yeah, yeah. you are you are in a video with, with Tyrese. That's um, the one, right? He was, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're there and he was talking about Oh, chef. I think you meant Tyler. Okay. Yeah, no, no, Tyrese. No, with Tyrese. Tyrese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kitchen. did a video because there yeah. was a chef in the kitchen because he said, you know, and I have my chef here who's making the food and she's that doing this. So that must have been you. Yeah, that was your last one. Yeah. 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 What was that like? How did you feel about that? I mean, the money's money. How was how was that like knowing where you came from to now you you're with uh someone that's well known? Did it feel how did it feel to you? It once again, it just it let me know I'm I'm within my purpose, I'm within bounds. Mm-hmm. Um and let me know nothing is, is impossible. Like be a visionary, be a dreamer and be ambitious about it, you know, bringing that vision to life. 
Yeah. And it just lets let me know nothing is impossible. You got to keep speaking life right. into you. You know, you got to want mm-hmm. to, you got to will it, you got to show up, you got to do the work. Like everybody's like, what's your superpower? I don't have one. I, you know, I'm blessed. We're all blessed, but I'm just like, I'm relentless when it comes to it. like, if I'm all hands in, I'm dedicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, my work sh- shows for itself. You know what I mean? I'm not half-assed. I don't half-ass anything. If I'm all in, I'm all in. If not, I'm not. There's no in between with me. So, right. but my work, I think my work is what opened up the doors is my ethic, you know, and it stems from my mother. Seeing my mother get up every day, fix her hair, dress nice, everything is in place, go to work with class, integrity, with grace, with mercy, you know, raising four kids on her own. So I'm like, okay, I got three kids. So whatever I do, I need to do double. I need to make two incomes like it's four of us in here. So that's why I did what I had to do. I'm like, if I'm going to do it, then I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to go for the gusto. Like, I don't have time to be nickel and diamond. I need the cool. I need you know the big checks. So, that's true. And that's you know what you, you know you know what's great about what you, what you said when you said like I give back the keys. You went from from Tyrese to Tyler Perry. You know and 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 some people say, well, I arrived. I'm good. I'm going to settle for this. You're not settling because you want more. And that's and that's the mm-hmm. great part about it. And that's where that's what you have in that drive you have. Continue mm-hmm. to strive like that. Continue, you know you don't want you want to do you. You want to do yeah. you. And I love that. Yeah. I love that because some people would stop right there. The minute they get to, to the Mercedes, oh, that's it. I'm good. No. Mm-mm. But I tell people, <laughs> anytime you work for somebody, you're fulfilling mm-hmm. their dream because the paycheck, the, the paycheck you get from them is like a drug because you can get used to that hit. That hit mm-hmm. every week or every month or every two weeks, whatever you get, that's a hit. So it kind of like keeps you there and it keeps you stuck. It stops people from fulfilling what their own dreams because you're making someone else's dream manifest. And I'm yeah. the same way. I'm never going. I like working for myself. I love that. And you work harder. You work harder and longer. But it's a better fulfillment. It's a different feeling that you have. And you know that I do my own thing. And I've been. I came out to Long Island and I did my thing for 26 years. Right. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, oh, I could have got a job and, you know, got my pension, this, that, and the third. You know what? I would not change anything in the world. I'd, I'd take it just the way I did it, and I'm going to continue, mm-hmm. and I still want more. Even at the age that I'm at, I still feel there's so much more to do. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right. So much more to do, and that's the great part about being and having, you know what I call? It's an entrepreneurial spirit, and mm-hmm. I'm a serial entrepreneur, period. I've tried a mm-hmm. lot of things. And some things didn't work, but I'm gonna continue right. to push forward. Continue, right. yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. All right, all right, definitely. Chef Nook is in the building, y'all. And let me just say this we're on the Les Boogie one on one show on Fresh Station Radio. We come on Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. We post links all over social media, we're on many podcasts, and we want people to really, really, really tune in each and every Saturday because we have a lot of good information and great guests. And we thank you for coming on. We ran out of time. We went over time. We went over time, but it was worth it. But it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I wish you nothing but great success. Keep pushing. You. And you know what? If you if you haven't done it, go talk to some of these youth and tell them your story because that needs to be exactly. heard as well. You can go on the circuit and explain to them what your situation was. You'll give somebody some inspiration. For real. For real. Mm-hmm. And you, and you can get a check doing that too. Hello, <laughs> I am a manager. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now you've been I was going to uh, some good people. Go ahead, Tattle. Say, go ahead, bro. 
Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna uh, say that earlier. You know, I mean, this is an incredible culinary journey that you uh, have undertaken. Mm -hmm. um, I I was gonna ask you: Have you thought of filming, a, doing a documentary about this incredible journey that you had? Because I know a lot of people that can. Well, well, you know a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have technical difficulties. But what he's saying, has, have you ever thought about that? Doing something I, and getting your story have, out there? Have you done it? A book? I've actually, I've, so that's the thing, like my this new phase of my life, and I'm such a creative person, I definitely want to. I want you to finish your thought, though, but I definitely want to. I have a book I want to write. I got some dope ideas outside of it because so much more mm -hmm. to us than just that. Mm -hmm. So, but definitely, I want to do documentaries as well. Be behind the lens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there are a lot of people out here that can that can cook, that can bake, and everything, but they have that fear. They're stuck in in with that. Mm -hmm. What if I don't make mm -hmm. it? And that's the wrong right. type of uh, spirit to have. But what you have done, you have shown that no matter where you come from, it this can be done. I mean, also right. even like you know doing your own cooking channel, like on YouTube or whatever. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. just listen to your story going from. The uh, Hell's Kitchen, they're going from Tyrese and Tyler Perry, and who knows where you're going to go to next? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, if I hit that billion dollar mega power, one of those ones, you're coming to my house. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Listen, it takes $2 in the dream here. $2 right. in the dream. That's know. all you need. That's you know. I will be at your house. Mm -hmm. and, you, and, and you gotta, but you, you gotta have vision. You have to have vision. Gotta have vision. Confidence. Yeah, you got to. you gotta have vision and confidence because everybody's not yeah. gonna like your vision. Everybody ain't buying into it. You gotta keep yeah. your vision, and you cannot let anybody deter you from what you believe and you know is true with you. Mm -hmm. And listen, how can Absolutely. people find you if someone wanted to get in touch with you, find you, hire you? How would they be able to do that? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Chef Nilka, or they can, um, and my link is in my website, Loose Lips Eatery. My company is called Loose Lips Eatery. Um, word of mouth, word on the street, like lips is, I mean, loose lips. They're like, oh, that's negative. No, I take a negative turn into positive. Mm -hmm. Loose lips think shit, let it sink in money. And uh, word of mouth is like the best advertisement. <laughs> so, and from there, we, it's all about creating an experience, whether it's a private dinner for two, it's a hibachi night, it's catering. Um, you know, so we have a variety <laughs> of things. I'm working on my food truck, where it's like game day pull up, where you can actually book the truck online. We'll put mm. to your location, game night, whatever it may be. I just want to cultivate an experience outside of the kitchen. Okay. Outside of a restaurant. Yeah, if right. that makes sense. I also right. have an Airbnb here in Atlanta. Uh where we do an Airbnb experience as well at the Sage House, um, which is dope. We have, um, you can do a five to six course dinner. You have a masseuse on site, a photographer on site, on site uh, a violinist on site. So it's all wow. about cultivating love, intimacy, you know, reconnecting and just being, hitting that pause button because life is a lot, you know what I mean? So right. we need to take these special moments and create moments in, in our lives and just appreciate one another. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm happy it, single. That, that, that <laughs> I Airbnb, I was going to mention that. I was going to mention the Airbnb. Yeah. So that's still going on. Okay. That's fantastic, yeah, man. I love on. it. I love mm -hmm. it, man. And I love you. Trust me when I tell Thank you. you. I, I love you back, more. Man. That's right. And we appreciate you coming mm -hmm. on. And we're going to spread it now. I'm going to send the links to you mm -hmm. and tell your people that it's going to come on. We're going to post this as well. We're going to make sure that people hear. Anybody get in touch with us, I will be in touch with you. If they're looking for okay. you, we're going to find you. 
And that's that's yeah. real talk right there. Yeah. So with that being said, y'all, another episode we here. Let's Boogie one-on-one show. I'm so happy and I'm so glad that people are tuning in and checking us out yeah. each and every Saturday morning on Fresh Nation Radio. With that, we out, y'all. New day, new opportunity. See you on the next Night. one. All right. Thank you, Chef. Y'all 